0: Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Love with your host, Thomas DeShooter. As our title implies, this program is about so much more than money. We'll focus on the game of life and the best way to play it with empowerment, love, and financial freedom. Now, here's your host, Thomas DeShooter.
1: Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Love. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter. We are here on the Voice America Network on the Influencers Channel, and this is our holiday show, one of our holiday shows, because Actually, last week we did a holiday show where my amazing wife Leslie and I were live on the air, and we did the Twelve Days of Mindset. So, in continuing with the holiday theme this year, uh, I thought—well, actually, I didn't think this to be honest. It was Leslie that thought this because Leslie <laughs> is the master producer. I'm just like the—I'm like the puppet, right? If you can imagine, there's somebody behind me controlling everything I do. Um, but no. Uh, Leslie had this great idea. Why don't we get Joshua to do a show and uh, and we'll, you know, we'll record some music? Um, and then I immediately went to the place of, I get to play my drums. Wow, I can show the world that I can play drums. It's mm-hmm. all about me. Mm-hmm. Even though it's never about me as the drummer, I always think it's about me as the drummer. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's get into this. I've got sitting beside me um, a very good friend of mine and somebody who has inspired me. Amazingly enough, as a young man, he has inspired me to get back into playing music again. His name is Joshua Holloway. I'm going to give you his bio here. So, Joshua Holloway has breathed music and theater for the last 10 years, performing in 18 musicals to date with multiple companies here on Vancouver Island. He is also the vocalist in the Joshua Holloway Jazz Trio. He recently received his diploma in jazz studies at the Vancouver Island University and has been accepted to a Performing Arts Academy in New York City.
2: <laughs>
1: He's very excited uh, honored to have been invited onto this episode of Money Mindset and Love. He looks forward to sharing insights and lessons learned through his endeavor to build a career in what he loves most and that being music. Welcome to the show, Joshua.
3: Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> I'm really grateful to be on here, this is very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and we're here at Unity Center in Nanaimo where, yeah. we, um, where we'll, be, uh, be some, we'll be playing some music upcoming. Yeah. And maybe I thought, why don't we just start with your, you know, as you mentioned, your passion for music. How did that yeah. really
3: begin for you? Was there a moment where you were like, ah, this is it? So for me, it started really, really early. When I was young, um, I was playing piano technically when I was two. I wasn't playing it well, but my mom would, would prop me up on a piano that or a keyboard she had laid on the ground, and she would prop me up so that I could stay up because I couldn't even um, keep my head up at that point, and I'd play the piano. I'd bang on it and make lots of noise, and I was having a blast, um, and she kind of nurtured that in me really early on. So once we kind of got down the road of her figuring out he likes piano, like this is his, this is his muse, this is his thing... Once I was old enough to be able to go to piano lessons, she enrolled me around seven or eight. And then once that was all said and done, uh, I was in lessons for about, I think, six or seven years. Because once I was 12 or 13, I moved out of formal lessons and started just doing some original writing on my own. Because I I was so focused on school at that time, I was transitioning into high school. Um, It wasn't a priority for me to take formal lessons anymore. So I, I continued on, sort of on my own path. Uh, Later on in life, um, most recently when I graduated from the jazz program, I had to dig back all of that theory that I'd learned, gosh, six, it would have been six to seven years ago now, um, because it was required. They wanted you to have at least some baseline of understanding how to read music, identifying scales um, for different types of chord qualities, um, things that I hadn't really looked at in a long time because I'd been going freewheeling for such a while. And um, so it started really early on, and I'm just so lucky that my mom gave me all these opportunities through my life to uh, to pursue it further.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the theory part. Mm-hmm. So how much do you rely on that now in cuz i know you write a lot of originals yeah. um and i've certainly heard a number of them they're fantastic by the way Thank i you. i really enjoy your uh, your creativity but how much do you rely on that theory in the creation now of music like and i'll i'll speak about it after from my point of view mm-hmm. who has no theory training but yeah
3: but where does that sit for you so i think for a long time i was writing before i before i got into the jazz program at viu i was writing based on what I felt and 20% based on the theory that I knew because the theory that I knew was 20% of, whoops, 20% of my knowledge. And because of that, uh, a lot of the songs that I was writing were emotionally charged and, and they were lyrically rich, but they were kind of simple. Um, theoretically they were pretty simple. So if I were to ask other musicians to play with me, they'd only be three or four chords and they weren't that interesting to play around, especially in a jazz program, which is the next step for me. Um, After I took two years in the program at VIU, my whole world opened up because I was introduced to, every single day I was introduced to a brand new sound, a brand new like lush, rich chord quality that I'd never heard before. And I was I was like a dog with a new chew toy. I was so excited with these new, you know, these new sounds. They were so, they were delicious. So I got to explore them through the program. And they, um, luckily they, how should I say? They motivate their students to start writing early. They want you to be writing original songs as part of the program. Because you can only um, cover so many songs before you lose sight of who you are as an artist. Mm. So they want you to take the skills you learn, funnel them into your own work, and then find a way to make that work within the context of what you like most. Um and so I started writing jazz pieces a little bit more and and stuff that they'd use um chords that were stacked a little bit higher using seventh quality chords, ninth quality chords, which I'd never I'd never gone beyond triads before that. It was really cool, right? So yeah.
1: um in terms of pop music then, mm-hmm. is this you know, and nothing against pop music. Yeah, no, no, no. It's popular. It's so good. Yeah. There's a reason it's popular is because it's usually pretty simple and straightforward and mm-hmm. easy to sing along. Yeah. Um how does this is this like a next level up from pop music in your mind? Like learning these these bigger chords, these and I'm assuming you're playing with time signatures as well.
3: Yes. Yeah, all the time actually. Time signatures come into play. Um we got we got into them more in my second year, um playing in like 5-4, which was quite challenging, and playing in like seven eight, um learning how to play in irregular time signatures was pretty unique. I can't say that jazz theory it's hard to say because even though Um, from a technical like left brain analytical perspective it is more complex than most pop songs are and I'm kind of drowned in it right now because I love it so much I've totally submerged myself in it I like it better right now Mm. I mean I'm enjoying jazz more right now than I'm enjoying pop but it's it's purely a personal thing both of them because both of them have their own merit even though jazz isn't as popular now it's not as popular now um, as pop music and dance music and electronic music is um, they both serve a separate purpose so for right now, like pop music tickles my right brain. It gets me like bumping and, and grooving and like it makes me feel like I wanna dance. Yeah. Uh, but with jazz music, I get to like sort of sit back and let it, let it fall over me and just soak myself in it and not have to think too much about um, whether or not I'm gonna remember it, I can just enjoy it as it comes. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And would you say that um, jazz is a little more cerebral?
3: Oh, hugely! Yeah, you learn a lot about that in the program when uh, when they're talking about the artists, um, like the the most famous artists. People like Dizzy Gillespie, Chet Baker, Charlie Parker. Uh, all of these people were incredibly. Uh, famous for their music writing ability, but they didn't have a huge position in the spotlight. They weren't like Hollywood actors where you would, some of them were actually, I should say Chet Baker was in movies, but most of them were really um, quite reclusive. Uh, They were pretty introverted. They were very thoughtful. They spent a lot of time in their brain, Mm. um, kind of inwardly focused, which is why the music they write is so evocative. It's so emotional and and, um, frequently jazz music is pretty melancholy you know, they always talk about the season of autumn in, in jazz songs. Like autumn comes up all the time in jazz music. And I think the reason it comes up so often is that it's like the most contemplative of seasons. It's the, it's your chance before winter hits to look inside of yourself and, and ask yourself like reset before the new year, how do I want to change my life? Right. You know, before everything gets all icy and we start wrapping up and going into hibernation. It's cool.
1: That's interesting. Now, um, I want to take this a little bit into mindset because, Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I've played drums, well, I played drums for a really long time, then I took a really long break, and as I said off the top, um, you know, the last time I had played before you uh, had given me that messenger mm-hmm. on Facebook of, hey, do you wanna play at my show? And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, that sounds scary, and <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, yes, you I'll were do it. so good, though, it was so good. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I've always, you know, this year I've lived my life stepping into things that I don't really feel comfortable with. Good. Um, And it's, it's worked pretty well, but on a, on a mindset level, when, when you're playing Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm interested in this because we've never talked about, you know, where your head's at playing music, how much are you thinking and how much are you just trying to get out of your way? That is
3: such a good question. Actually, that's, that's like kind of a classic question that a musician would ask another musician. Because an audi- audience members, they're, they're so awesome to talk to after shows, but they don't tend to ask questions like that because for them, they just had the experience. For you, you're doing it. Yeah. So you really understand. Um, it is... It is... Le- I'm. hmm. It's more about getting out of my own way now that I've been through the program. And I want to explain why. Once I started saturating myself in theory... I started judging myself as I played and going, that's not complicated enough, that's not lush enough, that's not interesting enough, Um, people are going to get bored. Mm -hmm. And I completely lost sight of the fact that people like approachable content. They like songs that that are earworms, that they can sing on the car ride home. They're not concerned about how, how sophisticated the chord qualities are or how incredibly complicated the melody is because you can't sing a complicated melody. Most melodies are like three or four notes. They might have a couple of jumps, but they're groovy, they're syncopated, they're offbeat, and it makes you want to dance to them. Right. You know, that's what people are looking for. So I've spent the last um, few months not being in the program retaining all of the knowledge. But not letting my left brain get so in the way of my creativity that um, I forget what people are actually looking for. Right. You know, for for a popular song. Right. So when you're playing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when we're going to play just in a couple minutes. Yeah. What song are we doing
1: first? The First Noel. The First Noel, right. So uh, when you're playing, though, are you getting, like, uh, uh, like Mm -hmm. for me, when I'm playing, I'm trying not to think, I'm trying not to get distracted on things and just. Be in the moment mm-hmm. and really just be present is that is that the same for you because you have a lot more you're singing mm-hmm. you're playing mm-hmm. piano yeah. you're kind of leading us along
3: yeah. right totally so i have to I have to say that playing with you guys has taught me to get out of my own way because when i 'm on my own, um, I can like sort of bury myself in this little like universe and I can roll around in it, and uh, sometimes that can get like, that's when I get in my way most, but if I have other people depending on me, and if I'm leading somebody, it's much easier to have a clear sight through a song. Like, I know I have to have this arranged. I have to know exactly how we start, exactly where we where we have this interlude, and exactly where we end. Because if I don't, two people behind me fall down the hill. Right. You know, and I, I want to be able to have us all get to the top together. Right. So it's you playing with you guys um you talk about that it's been beneficial for you and and brought you out of your shell and back to playing drums again it has been so good for me too because it's obligated me to explore a position of leadership that I don't normally have Mm. um and that's you know that kind of responsibility is um I think it's maturing my musical style right which is really good um do you want to go play something let's play something okay
1: yeah (laughs) all right you're with us here on money mindset and love Joshua Holloway on piano Thomas the shooter on drums we're gonna go do a little Christmas jingle for everybody right now and then we'll be back sweet thank you Sweet vocal and piano sounds of Joshua Holloway, Thomas DeShooter on drums, and you can find Joshua on Facebook at Joshua Holloway Music. You've been listening to Money, Mindset, and Love on Voice America's Influencers Channel. You can find us at moneymindsetandlove.com. That it's going to take you right to our Facebook page where you can join us for the opportunity to win some great prizes as well as get some fantastic free financial and mindset tools. We're going to be right back from a short break. You've been listening to Money, Mindset, and Love.
0: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
4: Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened, and no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M-strategies.com.
0: We don't follow, we lead join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to thomas at thomasdeshooter.com. Now back to Money, Mindset, and Love.
1: Welcome back to Money, Mindset, and Love. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter. We are speaking with Joshua Holloway. Now, we pre-recorded this episode simply because we were recording uh, music live from the floor in a large room, and I just felt that that would be too challenging to put live on the radio show. So you'll join us in uh, mid-conversation. Here we go, Joshua Holloway. Let's talk about off to New York City, because... Mm -hmm. uh, how long have you been on the island?
3: I've been on the island for
1: 13 years. So you've been raised on this island yes. up here in Canada mm-hmm. and uh, small townish yeah. feel. And yeah. now you're about to launch yourself into The Big Apple. The Big Apple <laughs> and, and take, take a, a jazz school or some, some jazz classes at a school. Yes. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? What exactly is the program? Yeah. And, uh, and then we'll just go from there. Awesome.
3: So, uh, can I tell you, like, from the beginning, what the audition process was like, and then we'll get there. Yes. Is that okay. Absolutely. That'd be Love great. it. Okay. Great. So, um, what <clears throat> what ended up happening for me was my mom and I knew that I I needed to continue my degree once I was done at the jazz program, whether it was um, graduating with just a diploma or graduating with the full bachelor's degree. We wanted to continue my education. And uh, I knew that my next discipline that I wanted to focus on, because I just live and breathe musical theater, I absolutely love it, I I definitely wanted to be doing that. So my mom and I did a brainstorm and thought to ourselves, what's the pinnacle? New York City. Where's Broadway? New York. We thought, okay, what the heck? Let's audition for a school there. And when my mom suggested it, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's ambitious, I love it, but she always, she's so... She, I lo- she is incredibly ambitious she's actually the reason we came to canada because she she came here and and we both fell so in love with this place she was like we're gonna move here and it was complicated but she's like that you know so
1: she sees you mm-hmm. as unlimited possibility if you will yes. you can have the moon she says let's go to new york and your first instinct which is so human is like you're out of your mind yeah. <laughs> who do you think
3: i am Right. I was thinking there's okay. no way I like I couldn't possibly get accepted to a school like like 3 blocks away from the Broadway strip. It's so prestigious. Like there's no way. Um they're going to be auditioning people all over the world. Like thousands of people every day are auditioning for this school by video and, and in person. I thought, "My right. god." So, um I uh I decided, you know, because she was, she was very persuasive. Yeah. And she said, I've, know, Well, I've your mother, she said, so I can an imagine amazing, she's, she's very she, persuasive. Well, she's so great because she's so, she's so like logical and she just appeals like, because I've, I've got a really logical brain. Like I live in the left side of my brain a lot. So she, yeah. she appeals to my reasonable but like reasonability. So she was like, look, let's just do it. If you don't make it, whatever. Like there's nothing to lose. The auditions are in Vancouver. We'll take the ferry over because they're doing auditions abroad. Luckily, we'll just go do it. They're doing it at a hotel um, conference room. They're going to set up a tap floor. Go have a ball. I thought, oh, my God, okay, I guess we're doing this. So I filled out all my paperwork, and I submitted everything that was necessary. I talked to an admissions advisor, and they got me scheduled in for an audition on, I think it was November 21st, 2017. I think it was the 21st. So just a year ago. It was just about a, it, Yeah, it would have been a year ago yeah. now. <clears throat> and uh, so I went and I auditioned for this school, and I walked in. And the song that I auditioned with was a, a, a musical theater piece uh, called Something's Coming from the musical West Side Story. Okay. The reason I chose it was for two reasons. One, classic tenor song. Like it shows, it shows a really, really comfortable range while showing a little bit of a higher belt. It's two and a half minutes. No audition, like no, um, how should I say, auditioning person. What's the word? Adjudicator. No adjudicator really wants to see someone for longer than two minutes because they have a lot of people to go through. Right. So I thought it's concise. We can do this. I did the song. I felt great. Um, I went home. I thought you know it was good. The song felt okay. We'll see how it goes. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't over the moon, but I was like it was okay. You know that was fine. So I get a call um, in February of this year, and I get the news. You've, you've been accepted, and we'd like to get some more documentation from you, so I have to submit some medical records and tax information and things like that to make sure that I have, um, I have all of the prerequisites that are necessary, just a basis to enter the school. Of course, I get this news, and I... Lose my mind! I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm thinking like, you know, because of course my brain, as soon as like, as soon as I get a taste of, of like the next step, my mind is jumping ahead, like straight ahead to like what's next. Um, I'm thinking like Radio City, just crazy stuff. Yeah, right? of I'm, so, I'm going
2: to be a star. Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs>
3: instantly, right? And my mom is like, well, we got to think about the timeline on this, you know. Um, so she was the one who gave me the push to shoot for the moon, and um, and then she reels it in an with practicality. But it was so good because that that's how she like after 20 years of raising me, she realized that's the way that you have to. Work work with so a personality like mine, which is like, push me to make the big step. And then if I make too big a step, know when to reel it back, Right. Um, which is so helpful. She's awesome. Um, so uh, we started figuring, figuring out a timeline and they offered us the opportunity to defer to the fall of the following year because they knew, like fall, being fall 2019, because they knew it's going to be complicated. They're going to be moving 3,000 miles. It's right. it's a big step. So they, they worked with you. They were so kind. They knew right. we're going to be moving across, not only across a border, but we're going to be moving just thousands of miles away. So, um, we are, at this point, we made the decision to defer to fall 2019 because it made the most sense for our timeline. We knew fall 2018 would be too quickly. Fall 2000, or spring 2019, was also going to be really abrupt because we would, their semester starts in February. Right. And we'd be like going, happy new year, and moving yeah. immediately. In winter. And, and In the winter. So yeah. we thought it'd be more pleasant to move in the summer, easier to move in the summer. Um, so we should we should do fall 2019 instead. Right. So that's in the cards for me. It's a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Musical theater Specifically, so there will be some jazz theory involved, but right. it's going to be much more of like a Broadway boot camp style thing. Okay, it's a two year conservatory program, so even though it's called a bachelor's, the first two years is just intensive 12 hour days, four months at a time, and you're auditioning for things constantly, right? So they encourage you to have a contract by the time you graduate, which right. is yeah. Awesome. And what's the school? Um, it's called the American Musical and Dramatic Academy or Amda. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of um, a lot of really incredible performers graduated from there, one of which who's my very favorite is uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, graduated from that school.
1: I've no idea who that
3: is. That's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. L- Leslie knows this is so good. <laughs> our producer um, is going oh, our producer know, she's like, no, "I know no. who that is." Um, he graduated from that school and he was in the original cast of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. He played Leaf Coney Bear, who I actually um, played in high school. So when I found out that he graduated from the same school we played the same role, I like him a lot. Uh, that was very exciting. Um, and he's gone on to be in the television show Modern Family, and uh, he plays just a fantastic character in that. Right. And, uh, yeah, so it's really inspiring to see that the alumni have gone on to find great success, and hopefully it's a sign of what's to come.
1: Yeah, well, you yeah. know, uh, in my world, yeah. it's whatever possibility you want to put for yourself and then get out of the way.
2: I like that.
1: To right? stop And counting yourself out because you know we're our own worst critics right you always anyhow why don't we go play a couple of uh christmas songs i love that Let's and then uh, i think in the next segment i'm gonna i'm gonna twist your arm to do an original okay all right so yeah. here we go
3: awesome thank you
1: <laughs> um you're listening to money mindset and love i'm your host thomas the shooter i'm here with joshua holloway and we're gonna go do a little jam session right now and play some christmas songs for you Another couple of classic holiday songs for you. Joshua Holloway on vocals and piano and yours truly, Thomas DeShooter on drums. You've been listening to Money, Mindset and Love on the Voice America Influencers channel. And right before we go to break, I'm going to take this opportunity to wish you and your family all the best this holiday season. And I truly hope that this is a blessed time of year for you and that you have some really great feelings and some really positive energy coming up for you and your family. And I invite you to take that throughout the holiday season and bring that into the new year and let's make 2019 spectacular. It's going to take something from each of us to create that in our lives, but i I am confident that if we focus on that and we truly put our mind to the test of creating abundance and prosperity in our lives and sharing love with everybody and anybody, and I truly mean that, I mean sharing love in the world for all to benefit. We'll be right back with more from Joshua Holloway on money, mindset, and love.
0: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
4: Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together, you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened. And no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M-strategies.com.
0: We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to thomas at thomasdeshooter.com. Now back to Money, Mindset, and Love.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Money, Mindset, and Love on Voice America's Influencers Channel. I'm your host, Thomas Shooter. Today we are with guest uh, Joshua Holloway. But before we get into that, I have uh, been a little bit negligent. Uh, you can find us yeah. <laughs> at moneymindsetandlove.com and we'd love it if you were to uh, sign up on our Facebook page. Uh, Instagram, we're at moneymindsetandlove as well. Just communicate with us in any way that you feel comfortable. We would love to get to know you, our audience, a lot more. And uh, we're going to come back right now with our guest, Joshua Holloway. So, Josh, you've... Is it okay if I call you Josh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Josh, you're off to New York. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, in September. Now, when are you moving, exactly? It's likely going to be in September, like you're saying, because um, the fall semester will start sort of later in August, um, August into October, actually. The semesters are quite short, so it'll be October to January. Um, But we're going to move earlier on so we can get settled there first rather than move in and then start school and work the next day. Right. Yeah.
1: So this is a show called Money, Mindset, and Love. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure we've covered... So we've covered mindset a little bit. We've talked about the you know, the mindset as a musician, the mindset around, um, you know, your mom pushing you to greater things than you think mm-hmm. you're capable of at any given time and then mm-hmm. wheeling you in when you get a little too far out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously there's a great love between you and your mother. Huge, yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. I see that, I mean, like I said, I know your mom and I know you and so I see you guys interact a lot. Yeah. What about the money? Because I yeah. imagine that school, mm-hmm. uh, especially school in New York and the move to New York and mm-hmm. the cost of all that is not gonna be cheap. So how did you combat that because there's the you know mm-hmm. there's the mm-hmm. hey can i do this i'll go ahead and try yeah. oh my gosh i got in yeah. and then comes the realization of by the way it's going to cost you x yes
3: yeah so how did that hit you how did you deal with that it hit me hard it um, it was really uh it was daunting because the situation was that we thought shoot for the moon if you don't get there you land among the stars but we shot for the moon got to the moon and realized the moon is way more expensive than we realized um so we thought okay well now we've got to, we have to face this and figure out what to do next um so Above all else, we thought before we start signing up for loans and plunging ourselves way into debt, um, let's find some creative ways to raise money. So first of all, scholarships are fantastic. I've been really lucky to have a pretty high academic track record. So I was able to um, garner some scholarships through my grade point average. And I was able to um, get some through participating in different volunteer activities, things like that. So it's about applying because so many scholarships go unapplied for. Mm. It's just finding the ones that you think not only are you eligible for, but they might be kind of unexpected or buried that you think maybe other people haven't found yet so you sign up for it you might be the only person who applied
1: okay i just want so yeah so now how did you find this out how
3: did you find that there's actually scholarships there that aren't getting used well it turns out um it's a it's a statistic that i read online and we know that everything on the internet's true. true
2: of course um, if it's on the internet
3: of course
1: did, it's true i
3: did actually yeah. i did read it online so i probably shouldn't quote it but um it's it's also something that was reiterated to me by the financial aid department at VIU um, when I was enrolling um, not enrolling but applying for all of the internal scholarships provided by the school. Um, before I signed up, uh, there was a little disclaimer at the top of the at the top of the application. Cause it was all it was all online. And they said, um, even if you think that you might be eligible for something and you're not sure, go ahead and apply for it anyway. The worst that can happen is that you don't get it. But many of these scholarships aren't, don't get applied for because people think based on one technicality, they don't, they're not eligible anymore. Hmm. So they said, you know, go for it. Like apply for anything and everything, obviously within the realm of what you are qualified to get. But, um, you know, give yourself some credit where it's due. Right. Yeah. So I've been applying for scholarships, and as you know, I've been um, hosting some community-based uh, concerts where the concert is—it's a fundraiser, but it's not being advertised explicitly as only a fundraiser. Um, but it's a—it's a big concert that I'll put on. I've done two so far. Right. They're jazz, usually jazz concerts, like jazz, blues, maybe some pop and musical theater. Um, <clears throat> but most recently, back in July, um, the first concert that I held as a fundraiser was uh, here at Unity, actually, and it was fantastic. We reset the whole room, we rearranged the entire. Entire thing had chairs going in all sorts of directions that they're not supposed to go in but we turned it into like an auditorium and we moved the stage and we set up these lights and little like twinkling lights all over the walls absolutely beautiful um, and we played we did some musical theater hits we did some blues stuff we did jazz and the whole show was tied together um, by this sort of like one spinal story which was my own story from the first musical that I was cast in up until my most recent project Right. and every song that was important to me along with the person who was critical to that person at that um, that time in my life Right. so they were sort of like it was like a timeline show yeah, where there so was, was different checkpoints you had a thread, was a thread going
1: all the way through it right exactly so it was sort of like your first foray into creating musical theater yes because that is kind of what musical theater is like right
3: so much yeah Yeah. tying a story together with music
1: yeah yeah and that's the show that you sent me you know what was it I think it was 10 days yes before I know the the gig (laughs) yes I get a messenger from Josh saying hey how'd you like to play drums at my show and so you know, know. Me, even though I am, you know, I have worked hard on my mindset. I have, I have spent hours meditating and create, recreating my life and, yeah. you know, leveling myself up. The first thing I thought was, I guess the drummer he had bailed. <laughs> oh, my. Because <laughs> why would he ask me yeah, yeah uh and then it was like oh my god it's jazz i never played jazz all i ever played was rock and yeah you know heavy metal and uh and blues or pop but never i had never forayed into jazz or doing swing yeah so immediately there was a block for uh-huh. me there it's like oh i can't do that that's crazy i'll and there's only 10 days i don't have any time to rehearse that's uh, i don't want to this is i'm doing it yeah yeah, yeah yeah let's so as i was thinking no there's not a chance I'm going to do this I was typing yes and and I hit send and that is cool yeah oh I was a full no body like full no from (laughs) dress to the nines from (laughs) from head to toe I was you are not doing this this is so outside what's and I hadn't played in nine years like and and the last time I can't
2: believe that
1: the last time I had played was my uh one of my my oldest brother had turned 60 Mm -hmm. and a and a some guys that I used to play with we got together and we did like five songs cool and and so that was like cool. maybe 2 weeks of rehearsal yeah and yeah. and then the time before that that I had last played was maybe 9 years or 10 years before then so in 20 years I had played once and you asked me and I was like full in yeah and thankfully yeah those neuro pathways yeah. were just like yeah driven in you know yeah. it was like riding a bike
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: was scary mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. who was the um who was the Berkeley?
3: Oh, the piano player, that was Steve Smith. He's actually a professor at VIU. He taught me some yeah. piano.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, I I, I got to share this with you uh during sound check. Yes. I forget what song it was we were going to do yeah. and uh and your bass player, of course, stand-up bass, everybody has. Yeah, Tasha, yeah. Everybody has sheet music out and yes. they're all looking at their sheet. I've got a music stand that has like the song list on it. Yes, right? <laughs> cuz I don't I don't read sheet music at all I yeah, have yeah, no yeah. no clue yeah. and so he he says to Natasha, okay, so this song here we're just gonna start it off and we're do we're gonna do like a, a double two or a four I don't even yes. know what he said it was completely Greek to me and yeah. he looks at me and he goes, are you okay with that? I'm like, oh yeah I'm in oh yeah I got this no problem right
3: I have I no remember. idea Because you looked at me after you went oh yeah, that's fine he yeah. looked at me like what what does <laughs> <laughs> he talk I am <laughs> It was so awesome. Just
1: hilarious. Uh, but anyhow, I'm glad yeah. to say it was great. Thank you for, you know, getting me back in. And then now mm-hmm. that's turned into me playing every Sunday with you here
3: at Unity. Which is so cool. I One, yeah. I'm so honored that to have been able to play a role like that, but... Also, you really saved my bacon as the drummer because I needed to have a drummer available. Um, Although I knew uh, a couple of other drummers, they had gigs and things like that. Um, And I also, I knew that you played drums and I'd done, I'd seen you playing drums and I thought, I want to work with him more. Hmm. Because you play so intuitively. There are some things, unfortunately, there are some things that school just can't teach you and that only experience will. And you've told me stories about like going um, going into the rehearsal room with your band when you when you guys were um, in a band together. Cause you've been in a few bands in your in yeah, your life.
1: Yeah, I I played for yeah. almost. Almost 20 years in original, mostly in original bands. I when never you guys played would in cover. Yeah, we yeah, would write you guys our own songs. Yeah.
3: Love that. Yeah. yeah. So when you guys were going in and arranging the songs and finding out um, what the arrangement would be like, how the intro would sound, how dynamic you would move, uh, you know, the dynamics you would move into as you got into the chorus, things like that, Yeah. you told me that, like, that's how you function. And to me, up until September 2016 when I added the jazz program, that was all I did. It was completely like emotional and mm. And, like, sort of like feeling my way through music, I, I didn't know what a two feel was or a four feel was, or like a six eight feel, and what the difference is between twelve, eight and four, four. I didn't like these are all things that when i you know when i when I hit the program, I really had to buckle down and figure out, um, what does what does like you said, all of this Greek mean, and how can it help me? So it was really, you know, it was huge for me to be able to share that with you and, and grow in that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. Uh,
3: so we've got a
1: couple minutes here before we're going to play our last song for our holiday show. And this one is not a uh, Christmas song, but yep. it is an original. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I don't know if you want to set it up a little. I'll, sure. I'll set it up by just saying, this is the first time I heard this song. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. And we're just going to jam it out, which is going to yeah. be awesome. perfect. But yeah when, yeah, when did you write this? What was the, what's, what was the impetus for writing this? Do you want to set that up
3: a little? Sure, okay. yeah. I wrote this song um, partially because w- one night I wrote half of it. So I-, I wrote this song in two pieces. That's why I'm explaining it this way. Um, one night, it was very late. I decided I wanted to play some piano, and I played this lick. I played this riff, and I was like, that's kind of cool. And it's all minor and mysterious and weird, and I thought I'll write some lyrics to it. I wrote about half a song. I really liked it, but there was nothing to run with. Um, and I kind of lost steam. I tend to do that. I start projects and then I forget about them. Um, but out of necessity, I pulled it back out from the ashes. And um, I finished it because I had been commissioned to perform on Shaw TV's The Show, which is this talk show that, that's um, shot here locally in Nanaimo. And they feature local musicians on it every, I think it's every month. Uh, okay. Or it's, it, it might even be weekly. But I know that they had me on back in January. And it was so... Um, it was so thrilling to get this opportunity so I thought you know what do they need from me they asked me for three songs and they need to be original pieces because they didn't have um, uh, they weren't planning on licensing any covers so they wanted to hear original songs and I knew I had two in the bag but I needed a third one to fill the time and it also had to be a certain length of time so I thought it has to be um, you know, thoughtful, a little bit longer and interesting. So I pulled out lovely. I finished the lyrics to it out of necessity. And I had it, I think I finished the lyrics like the night before the shoot. And then uh, I went out there and like plunged in. I had to throw caution to the wind, you know, let go, trust that it was going to go. Okay. Right. And it was phenomenal. People loved the song and it's called lovely. Right. Yeah. So
1: uh, we're going to go over and perform "Lovely," but before we do, I'd yeah. like to uh, just say a few words to our audience out there. Thank you so much for joining us today on Money, Mindset, and Love. Uh, we're going to play this. Uh, we're going to play this show out today. Yeah, um, ah, that's the first time I've ever been able to say that. Sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, my guest has been Joshua Holloway. Joshua, yeah. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. I know you're going to be great. And um, I said this to you before, and I meant it. I want to play on one of your songs at some point down the road when you record a record I want the opportunity to do my thing I would be so in the studio honored. with you and just yes. and just jam it out that would be great I'm so down let's do that all right yeah. the song is lovely here we go with lovely <laughs> you're listening to money mindset and love you can find us on anywhere on the internet at moneymindsetandlove.com thanks so much
0: for being with us today on Money, Mindset, and Love. Please join host Thomas DeShooter for another amazing show next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And have yourself a great week.